Marissa scores. There's scenes here at Perry Park. Chris Lynn has taken the wild thing and sent him. Oh, bang, 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 well. Howdy, howdy, well, and all. Howdy. You're thinking there. You're going, okay, what, what, should, I, say what should I say? Howdy, howdy. How's, <laughs> everyone, howdy, howdy. How's everyone going? Yeah, I mean, it was worth the shot. It was disgraceful. I hated it. Um, I've just got to say, mate, you've got to really think before you say stuff like sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, I think my, there we yeah, go. My cough made got, it better. Have my you, cough made you, it better. So. I think your cough did make it better. Anyway, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Sidelines. Um, what an epic week we had this week, boys. Not a whole lot in the news, but we're going to clutch at straws for stories. Um, yes. There's lots of interesting things this week. Um, should we kick it straight off with a fast five? Actually, firstly, boys, how are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. I've, I've had a pretty uneventful week, if I'm going to be Tell honest. Tell us about it, Gussie. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, UQ assessment week, boys, no, if, no, no, if you're no, unaware no, about it. Um, Gussie, fin- um, Gussie, is... I, mean, I mean, tell us about it, man. How was Monday? Oh, you know, right, okay, do? okay. Right, I had a... Finn, how's Japan? <laughs> uh, Japan's pretty cool. All right, it's cool, a, we'll get into lot, that later. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah I'll cut you off, I'll cut you off. No, cut, no tell, us, tell us about it. I'll ask you how you are, but I just don't really care at the moment because you're being a bit mean and a bit confrontational, so good on Guys, you. what did we put in the water before this in, uh, Before this uh, <laughs> no, no, recording? No spicy waters, no spicy waters. No spicy waters. Why are we being so mean to each other? Let's just shake hands and get over it. Are you going to shake hands properly this time? I'm not shaking your hand, mate. That was embarrassing last time. Exactly, exactly. That was embarrassing last time. Gussie, you don't shake with your left hand. It was very odd. I have been thinking about it because I'm been pretty disappointed. Me up at night, honestly, I've been um, yeah, considering our friendship and oh, our jeez, and our kid. professional relationship. Cause All over a handshake, mate. Oh, it's so much more than that, Gussie. Jeez, mate. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Fast five, please. Fast yeah, five. well, for, firstly, boys, we are at the UQ Duck Cemetery, uh, the St Lucia Duck Cemetery. Um, paying our respects. Paying our respects to those we've lost in the past. Yeah. Um, let's kick it off. I've actually got a timer up this week, boys. I know. Pretty good. Here we go. First off, Fast Five. Do Australia need to rebuild? The Wallabies we're talking about here. Do they need to rebuild, potentially? Well, do you think they hit their peak in the World Cup this year? Oh, no. Do you think that, do you think that was good enough? Certainly not. Far from it. No. Um, that, I think that performance against England, I think Gussie used this word. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Um, you know, they could have lost by more. That being said, England probably weren't up to scratch as well. Mm. And not, not many people are saying that. But yeah, Australia, mate, they need a culture rebuild. Uh, New Zealand did a similar thing after 2007 when they got knocked out at the quarterfinals as well. And, you know, they had a uh, long, hard think about what they were going to do going forward. Well, yeah, Australia, they, they need that, mate. They need that. Yeah. I, I noticed England scored a lot of tries off Australian mistakes. Yeah. That was a big thing in that game. There was intercept passes, knock-ons. It was just a shocking performance. And there needs you know, there needs to be some change in, changes in that squad. They really weren't oh, ready, honestly. They the just sh- weren't ready for it. Weren't the, shining light, the, the shining light, though, was Jordan Patea. He did um, play well. Uh, he played very well. I think the, um, he was probably the best Australian on the paddock, or pretty well close to it. So um, the future's bright, but they need to do it the right way. Certainly, certainly. Anyway, we've got to move on. Uh, second one. Gussie, I'll let you take this one away, but what is with um, this... What even is it? This cricket technology? Well, um, it is called the smash factor. 
So it pretty much judges how well you hit the ball as a batsman. So it takes in the factor, um, like swing factor, um, like how well it comes off the bat, like vibrations. It's some um, new technology they put into the batsman's bat. Yeah. And what's, it what's the point? Well, yeah, what is the point of this? Is it uh, just stat tracking? I, like who hits the hardest, blah, 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 blah? I, I think that's got something to do with it, how well... Batsman's uh, the batsman hits the ball. So I think this, that's a big thing well as this, well. Do you think this will be used for recruiting and things like that? It yeah, it could be used for that. It could also be used for limitations on on bat on bats uh, how they're densities made, densities and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the densities. Anyway, anyway, we got to move on. Uh, secondly, we have what? Or thirdly, should I say? What is the point of the nines, Gussie? You know, I'm not the biggest uh, fan of this. What is? The, I didn't even the, really pay attention to it. The nines uh, World Cup. Um, yeah, it was. I didn't watch a lot of it either, and I'm a big rugby league fan. It was. I. It was. Yeah. Could never tell. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, it was. It it didn't have me very excited. If I'm it's be not honest. a World it's, Cup. It's, a, it's not it's, a World Cup. It's Australia versus you know, the others. You know. It's, it's Australia. It's Australia versus the players who don't make Australia. Yeah. And that's what annoys me because you can't call it a World Cup. I mean, I mean to be fair, there there are a few more um, teams in this World Cup. There were um, the USA was there. You've got Wales there. You've got France, yeah, Lebanon. You've got plenty of what sides. Is, me, what is Lebanon gonna do? Yeah, against look, Australia. What it, the they beat, bloody hell? They beat England. They beat England. Did they actually? Yeah. Well, I'll take yeah, that Good stuff, Lebanon. They, 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 they have some. Wash your mouth out. They have some quality players. Um, in that competition, but yeah, look, you're never gonna get past Australia and New Zealand. Of course not. Of look, course not. To me, to me, just before we wrap up, yes. Australia made this competition, or the NRL did, picked the best players, won it, and they're now calling themselves world champions. Yeah. And it just, it doesn't feel like it at all. It stinks a little bit. Anyway, boys, biggest probably story of the week, one of at least. Who's gonna replace Michael Checker? So he stood down or uh, resigned after the game this weekend. Who's going to replace him? Do um, we have any names? Well, I think that the leading candidate is Dave Rennie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he coached at the Chiefs when they won in 2012. He's currently over in Glasgow as a Kiwi, but I think he might have to suck up his pride a, pride a bit if he wants to uh, coach at the top level. Um, great players, great talent pool coming through with Australia, so I think he'll he'll be excited about that. Other, other candidates, I guess, Stephen Larkham. Mm-hmm. He was a bit of a scapegoat for Checker, I think, last year or the year before, where yeah. he got the boot. But, of course, Australian rugby legend, so I think the Australian public might like to see that. But the other name that I want to toss up is Scott Robertson. He's the head coach of the Crusaders. He's been coaching for three years, three Super Rugby titles. You know, if he's not, if he's not coaching the All Blacks next year, uh, they're waltzing Matilda. Look, I don't mind bringing yeah. a Kiwi in as long as they change it or, like, exactly. fi- fix it up. Play, make us Mate. play like the Kiwis, yeah. please. Exactly. To be a test team and succeed, like it's history shown, you pretty much need a New Zealand coach. That's the that's a fact. Um, I think <laughs> that's a fact. Oh, unbiased fact. Yeah. <laughs> unbiased, no. But you look at the top four teams at the World Cup now. I think two of the top four, are, um, coached by Kiwis, and John Mitchell is the assistant coach of England. Um, mm. He's a Kiwi. You know, Jamie Joseph as well. Jamie Joseph of the yeah Cherry Blossom, so mm-hmm. yeah, I guess we'll see. Indeed. Anyway, time on that one. AFLW draft. We had it this weekend, boys. We had it over the past week. Richmond did something interesting. They drafted with pick ninety six, 
Lauren Tesserero. We're not going to pronounce this one correctly. Uh, it's a bit of a tough one. She was previously the recruitment boss for the Richmond Football Club. And she got drafted by her own team. Yeah, I, I'm just a bit confused. Are there any rules about that? Whether you can draft within your own I think it's staff. fine because you can have players as staff as well, right? So yeah. I think it must like, be fine. So she literally was the recruiting staff that recruited herself. Yeah, but she was playing for the VFLW side already. Okay. But she just wasn't getting paid enough and she oh, right. had the role okay. of... She was working in a role at the club and they I go, mean, you know what, you're ready to play AFLW. If she's good enough, then yep. all for it. You exactly, know? Well, exactly. She played two seasons at Collingwood in the mm-hmm. AFLW, but she got delisted. So, I mean, she's got that experience. But I think you shouldn't be the head of recruiting when you're nominated for the draft. Yeah. yeah. That, to me, it's almost unprofessional. Almost um, insider kind of trading kind of vibes with it, you reckon? It is. It's... It's nothing, you know. It's nothing, you know, illegal. No. I guess in sporting terms, but it's just, it doesn't scream professionalism. But it's I mean, bit, it's just a bit weird. I think the Tigers in their first year, I think, you know, they've got themselves a good pick. I think so. Definitely, mm. definitely. Yeah. We'll anyway, see. boys, that's time on that one. We had an awesome interview this week. It was actually our first phone interview. Yeah. Of this whole podcast um, situation, Finn, you obviously so, weren't here for it. I didn't listen to it, so I'm really you haven't listened to it. To I'm really looking forward to the next 20 minutes and, you know, just like everyone at home, I'll be sitting down and listening to it. So let's exactly, get cracking. Exactly. Well, Finn, not Finn, Gus, who did we interview this week? Well, we had Amanda Ross, right? So she is a brilliant hockey player. She's played for Australia. Um, she Australia plays Country Women's. Australia com- uh, Country Women's. She mm-hmm. plays uh, for Newtown. Yep. Um, she's in the toured tour. Asia with yep. the Australian Country Women's. She's played for Queensland. She's a coach as well. She coaches the under-16s, I want to say, for yep. the women. She also carried the baton at the yes. Commonwealth Games. Which is, is awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and uh, we you can, can get the next year out for it. Yeah. Well, we're actually, we're actually telling them everything right now. And exactly. They won't let's let's the let her interview. talk about it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's hear to her talk about it. You can listen to it here. So we're currently joined by Amanda Ross of the Newtown Tigers out in Toowoomba. And you've previously represented Queensland and Australia Country Women's. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Great to hear. So we'll kick it off. How was carrying the baton for the Commonwealth Games? It was an amazing experience. It wasn't something that I ever thought I would get to do in my career, especially hockey career. Um, But it was a great experience and an absolute privilege to be able to do it. What is hockey like as a sport? Can you tell us a bit more about it? Uh, hockey as a sport, um, it's probably not as well known as some of the other major sports in Australia, but it's a very physical and sometimes brutal sport. Um, if you do get injured, it's usually from an impact injury with a hockey ball, you know, mm-hmm. flying at you at some like 100 kilometres an hour sometimes if it's the men, not so much the women, but it's still a very hard ball coming Mm. at you quite quickly. For sure. And why do you think um, it's potentially not as popular than other sports? Is there a reason by any chance, you think? Um, I believe because we don't have the visibility on TV, like most sports, um, it's not funded as much as, say, rugby league and netball, as it's a hard sport, probably the telecast, just based on the length of the game and how the halves are split up. But in recent times, we've just gone to quarters now. So 15-minute quarters, which is easier to televise Certainly. now more so than previous years. Well, what do you think is special about hockey that's different to other sports? 
I think hockey special because it's a sport that the whole family can play. We have competitions up to masters, which is 75 years and above. So you can start when you're six and seven and go right through until you're 75. So it's a sport you can play for a long time and the whole family can get involved into it as well. Fantastic. And you currently play for the Newtown Tigers. How's that? I love it. I've been there for close to 18, 19 years now. Wow. It's an amazing um, club to be a part of and it's also very family orientated and they look after us very well there at Newtown. So I'm absolutely happy and stoked to be a part of Newtown. And you play in the Toowoomba Hockey Women's Premiership for the Tigers. What's this competition like? Um, It's a high-level competition. It's probably not as high-level as Brisbane, as most of our players do head to Brisbane once they've sort of reached 18. But it is still a high-level competition, and um, we won it in 2015 um, on shootouts, as they're now called, instead of strokes. And it was very nail-biting, and thankfully I was the one that actually won it for the team. Oh, How was that? Yeah, that was... Oh, it was nail-biting at the time, and it's one of those things that it's a hard way to lose mm. as a team, but it's great for the crowd as well because it gets the crowd involved more. Mm. A little bit nervous? Oh, 100%. It was <laughs> nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. And and how does um, this competition compare to the Super League competition? Uh, so Super League is a combined competition. Between, uh, combined as in uh, cities are combined together. So our region is the southwest region, which is Toowoomba, Ipswich and Warwick. So it's the best players from those regions and they form one team and then they go into a competition in a long weekend of May against Brisbane, uh, Gold Coast and then there's some northern states as well that they combine. So six regions come together for a weekend of hockey and compete against each other there. And how are those weekends of hockey? Uh, extremely tough, difficult and hot. Yeah, I was about to say um, hot and we, long. Yeah, yeah. We usually play two games a day. So one in the morning and one in the afternoon and each game is about 70 minutes. So it's quite brutal and quite taxing on the body, but it's meant to be the best of the best. So right. it's that's what it's aimed for. For sure. And for Newtown, I believe you coach for them at some level. Yes. So I do, coach, I do coach the reserve grade for the Newtown women's team, and we won it this year. So we're oh, premiers fantastic. for 2019. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. And for Queensland, would you like to talk about your representation for Queensland? Sure. So I've currently represented the Queensland country team for seven consecutive years. Um, I think I've played about 49 games for Queensland, nearly at my 50 if I go away next year. I also coach for the Queensland as well. I'm the assistant coach for the under-13 ladies team that went away to Hobart just recently. Uh, With that competition, we send two teams away, and we came second with the other Queensland team coming first. Oh, fantastic. And how do you find coaching those under-13s? A lot different to coaching adults. I can imagine. Um, (laughs) But it's great. It's good to be able to give back to the sport from once when we were 13, you know, giving back to those that helped us when we were that age it's just an honor and privilege again to be a part of the Mm -hmm. system and the queensland women's side you're a part of um won three country championships in a row what do you put that down to 
good selection. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, um, no it, we are a great team and we have, because it's regional Queensland, there's a lot of talent in the regions that get looked over for the main uh, Queensland team. So it's a good way of getting el- older players together, showing the talent and showcasing the regional uh, sport for hockey. Certainly. And are there any kind of tactics you implement when coaching um, under 13s that's different to maybe um, adults? Uh, With the under 13 team, it's more about the basics, learning hockey, getting the basics right. Whereas with the older senior teams, it's more about tactics and not so much skill-based. So making sure we have our tactics right, looking at structures of other teams, Whereas under 13s, it's just about passing properly, trapping properly, hitting properly. And if you get those foundations right at 13, it's pretty easy like, the, to move ranks. What's the uh, mental game like in hockey? Um, it plays a large part, especially when it comes to playing in heat or um, with injuries. Um, and especially if you've got to concentrate for 70 minutes in the heat, it does get a bit tough, but... As we're as a team, it's easier to concentrate in the mental side of it because you do have your teammates beside you helping you if you do feel a bit down as well. Now, you you also represented um, Australian country um, and went on a a tour of Asia in twenty seventeen where you went undefeated and didn't concede a single goal. What was the atmosphere like in that side? Um, the Australian country team was amazing. I've been lucky to represent that for four years, but the last year we went away when we were in Vietnam and Hong Kong. Um, the facilities are amazing in Hong Kong. The team that we went away with was super talented and we had a very solid defensive unit, which I'm a part of, I'm a defender. Um, and we did make it a goal of ours to try and keep the thing out of the thing is what we like to call it. <laughs> What's a clean sheet? Um, it's keeping it simple. Yeah, yeah. keeping it simple. Um, just a lot of communication and talking to one another on and off the field to make sure we're doing what we need to be doing when we need to be doing it. And is communication the most important thing or are there other aspects of defending that uh, you spend a lot of time focusing on? Communication is a big thing because if you can get your players around you to do their job, it makes your job a lot easier. Um, but also just, I guess, listening as well to the calls that happen happening around you to make sure that you're doing your job as well as helping others do theirs. And with the coaching, what do you uh, instill in individual players? What what do you think is the most important um, aspect of an individual's game? To know your role and to do your role. You yep. can't help others on the field if you don't know your role or not doing your role. And um, so I find that one of the biggest things that I tell all of my players is do your role first and then help the people around you because if you are out of position or not doing what you need to be doing it's hard to help everybody else around you Mm. and is there one thing probably other than communication that forms a good defense a championship defense um positioning knowing the positions and also probably reading the game ahead of time knowing like sort of looking forward to what's going to happen next Mm. anticipation and being yeah absolutely and being um proactive rather than reactive to what's happening in front of you for sure and when you're overseas in asia what what are the, are there any crowds do do many people turn out to watch um the hockey over in asia um when we were in singapore 
Uh, we played the under-21 national team, which we drew the series with them, and they had a lot of support come out and watch them as well. And Hong Kong was the same. So the Hong Kong facility is in the middle of the racetrack in Hong Kong. Wow. So there's a lot of people, yeah, around. So they all were coming out and watching. And Malaysia as well. Malaysia was big on hockey, and we beat the national Malaysian team wow. um, in when we were over there. Fantastic. And they had a massive turnout as well. And so I assume you're from Toowoomba. Um, yes. How do you go from a local Toowoomba girl to playing in Australia? What was that pathway system like for you with Newtown and onwards? So I started playing hockey, obviously, when I was young. But between the ages of 15 and 25, I didn't make any representative teams. I sort of just focused on playing for Newtown across those years and just enjoying my hockey. In, in about 2012, I was lucky enough to be a part of the Toowoomba team, um, which we won, oh, I think we actually might have come second that year, but I was lucky enough to be selected in the Queensland country team from that. And in the same year, I made the Australian country team. So in 12 months, I'd made three representative teams just from going from nothing to being a part of those teams. So it was just not expecting to be a part of the team, I think. You know, don't play to be a part of a team. Play your own game and then mm. all the rewards will come sure. after that. And do, you, and do you think any improvements need to be made on the pathway system in Australia or do you think it's good as it is? Um, I could probably only really speak for Queensland as, yeah. as much, but um, I think there needs to be more recognition of our regional centres than just Brisbane. A lot of our great players go unrecognised because they don't have the pathways to go to Brisbane or the money to afford to live in Brisbane or mm. um, relocate. So some additional funding and um, even just exposure of regional hockey, which is why I think the country system needs to be more um, visualised out there, more promoted a lot more so that other people get the opportunities that the city folk get as well. Definitely. And you mentioned that you didn't make a representative side from I think it was 15 to 25 how does that yep. play? I'm assuming you didn't think you'd potentially ever make a representative side if you're at 25. Maybe you do think that. But how does that change for you once you do? What's the? How's the shift in mindset then? Um, I probably wasn't really interested in making a representative team between that 10-year mm -hmm. period. Um, but when you did, then you sort of get the hunger for it um, more than what I had. And sometimes I think maybe I might have missed the boat a little bit and I could have probably maybe represented the actual Australian team maybe but in saying that too I don't regret any of the pathways that I've taken in my representative career as I've made some great friends out of it um, but I think mentally if I had known of the opportunities prior to that might have changed but 100% happy with how it's all worked out now. Definitely and what's a tour of Asia like? Is it good fun I assume? It's a lot of fun, except the getting on and off buses is um, a little bit tiring. I can imagine. Going from each city, like when we were in Singapore, we went to Singapore, then we went to Malaysia, and I think there was like four or five stops in Malaysia, and then I had to get back to Kuala Lumpur. So it's very tiring, but it's a lot of fun. You get to see um, multiple countries. I think I've seen more countries with hockey than I have just in normal um, everyday life. So it's 
just a great opportunity to be able to travel as well. Are there any funny stories from your trips to Asia? Um, the When we were in Vietnam was probably the funniest um, experience we've had with like people carrying fridges on their mopeds. <laughs> and they had like a guy was traveling with um, like all those Siamese fighting fish just packed over his um, moped and seeing really? a family of four yeah. just driving down the highway. Oh, you forget about the two chickens. Kids. You forget yeah. about the two oh, chickens absolutely. and the dog as well. Yeah, yeah, that was in the one the one beside him. No, <laughs> it, it's just hilarious. And they beep to indicate. Yeah. And so yeah. we were all like freaking out going, why are we being abused? And we weren't. It was just how they indicate. And we were like, oh, like, yeah, it's just a culture shock, those yeah. sort of things it's, as well. It's different, hey. It's more of like a, oh. hey, I'm here rather than a, what are you doing, you idiot? Well, yeah, like it is yeah, here. Yeah, like, get out of my way. Yeah. I don't think there's much focus on road rules. No. Um, have, no. you, have you ever tried crossing a street um, in a place yeah. like Thailand? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Well, that's what they said to us. They said, when you cross the street, just keep walking. Don't stop. <laughs> Don't bother about light. They'll go around you. Yeah. And for the first day or two, we're like, no, surely not. You can't be serious. And then by the, that last day, we were just like walking out. The only bad thing was that with that, though, was when we went to Hong Kong, we thought we could do the same thing. And Ooh. no. No. They have actual lights and stuff yep. there. So yeah. that was a bit of a, we had to change our mindset pretty quickly. No, I assume it's quite different to Toowoomba and all the regional towns everyone's from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think that Toowoomba has some of the best facilities across Queensland, even some of the other states that I've been to, but it's very different to Vietnam where they had um, turf fields, but we were pulling grass out of the turf fields before we could play on it. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> and I, I, yeah. I assume the conditions were different as well. How do you find playing in more humidity? Um, it's tough. Uh, I, I guess coming from Toowoomba, it's not too bad because we live up a mountain. So it's generally a lot hotter here. So during our training sessions, we were training during the day. But when we were in Singapore, we would have to weigh ourselves before and after a game so that wow. we could see how much weight we lost oh, wow. in water weight. Yeah, and then we'd have to drink that same amount in um, water before we were allowed to play again. So oh. it was very strictly monitored just based mm. on humidity. I was about to say, was there different conditioning or anything like that you had to do? Um, they did recommend us doing a lot of daytime fitness if we could, like, mm -hmm. like mid-afternoon if we could just with the heat. Um, just so that we could be prepared for anything that we'd have to be playing in over in Singapore. Fantastic. And what's next for you? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I am currently doing my level three coaching accreditation. So technically I could potentially um, coach Australia going forward. Wow. Um, but it's more just about my own development and bringing back the information I have to Newtown and any other Queensland teams or Toowoomba teams that I might be lucky enough to coach. Well, thank you very much, Amanda. Um, we wish you all the best with that. Um, hopefully we see you coaching Australia one day. That would be hopefully. amazing. That would be hopefully. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much. Um, thanks for coming on. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, how good was that, boys? Oh, it's unreal. I mean, Finn hasn't heard it yet, but... Um... Yeah. It was either very funny or very sad. I don't know. Because I've got... It's yeah, very funny. It was a funny one. How about you guess? You how about you guess, Finn? There you go. I did. I said, Finn. Finn. What was, was it funny? Like? I said funny. 
I said funny or sad, and I got it. So, <laughs> bit of both. Yeah. We had a fun, bit of yeah. fun talking about travels in Asia, which was cool. Yeah. Um, I good. wish we could travel for sport or for this. Aye, aye. Aye, aye. Well, Finn is travelling for this. <laughs> Not for uh, this, but is travelling. <laughs> Maybe there's more travelling on the horizon. Oi, oi, oi. One, oi. one day, mate. One day. We'll see. One day. Maybe next two semesters. Eyes mm. peeled. Anyway, uh, we're going to kick it straight off. NRL 9s, Gus. Let's talk about some... You can't go a week without talking about a bit of rugby league. Oh, I can't stop. It's the uh, greatest sport game of all. Game. Greatest game of all. Dude, I'll say it again. It's not a sport. What's be- what's, what say, are other sports? If you say foot golf, foot one golf more time. And three, two, one. Pole dancing. Oh, okay. Right. There's both of them. No, and Gussie, Gussie, until there's an official revote, rugby league will always be a game. That's it. That's the reality. That's, right, mate. That's where we sit. You can live in your no, fairyland. I'm, just... <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm living in reality. That's here. the most All league right. thing I've ever heard. You can sit in your fairyland. <laughs> and I'll sit me reality. Well, I didn't speak like that, mate. Go the Sharkies. And I'll go to Lang Go ScoMo Sharkies. Yeah, all right. ScoMo Sharkies. Drink a Milton Mango. Can I please continue? Yes, go. All right. If you must. Okay, so the NRL... Wait, wait, wait. Who's the most, like, bogan or the most, like, I don't know, the weirdest fan base in rugby league? What's your pick? Mate, Cronulla is up there. They West, are Westies. They are pretty Westies. <laughs> oh, yeah. any, any Canterbury, any Canterbury, Westies, Canterbury. All Canterbury. Canterbury. Yeah. You don't want to be a, a Canterbury on a a losing night. It might be a bit dangerous. Anyway, <laughs> move on, move on, move on. <laughs> right. To be to be to be fair though, don't they play at the Olympic Stadium? Or they play? At, is that ANZ? Oh, they, sometimes yeah. they play at uh Bank. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Bankstown, not Bankstown. Ba- Bank West. Campbelltown. No, Campbelltown. No. Anyway, continue. Doesn't matter. I forgot the name. Anyway, I, I think it is. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Slight detour. The NRL nines uh, competition is heading to Perth, boys. Twenty twenty. Um, it's a reinstallment of this competition. Of course, it was um, cancelled after twenty seventeen. The Auckland nines. Uh, yeah, the Auckland nines. Twenty seventeen. Well done. The Roosters took out the the last nines competition and now it's heading to Perth what do we think about that boys everyone's pushing Perth as a destination for sport at the moment it's like it's like when rugby moved out of town someone had to move in yeah um, obviously other than cricket and AFL and football um, but yeah it's just it's bizarre why target Perth it's so far away from Rugby League Heartland in New South Wales. Yeah, exactly. But you yeah. did mention something. You mentioned that the people do come out in Perth for these kind of events. Yeah, um, they, yeah but it's different. And can, we were speaking off air about it, but mm. about like State of Origin and how that got a sellout. Yeah. It's a standalone big event in Australia. And it is state, com- yeah, it's state of Origin. It if, that comes to your, if that comes to your town, you're going to go? Yeah. But like... Perth fans, they're not going to travel five hours to go see two states that don't care about play. It's um, it's the interest factor. But I think what we'll start to see, especially if it's in Perth year after year, is these crowds will get slightly smaller and smaller mm, until there's certainly. a big dip. It, yeah, it'll be just like what happened in Auckland, I believe. Um, yeah. We, we'll have it's, strong crowds at the start and they'll begin to dwindle and maybe two or three years in they'll probably cut it. Look, they've but, got the um, they've got they've got the money behind it. The prize money um for this competition is five hundred thousand dollars for the winner. 
Um, I thought it was one mil. I thought it was a David no, Fafita. I, th- I think it's how it works is you win about a million dollars in total prize money if you take out the Auckland Nines and if you take out the uh, the NRL Premiership. So you win around a million dollars worth of prize money if you win both of them. Players do. Oh, okay. And okay. The, the club does. So it yeah, gives the, play, them, the players, mate. All the players get a million. All the players, get a, all the players get a million. Um, I was like, what? It gives more of Cam- an... Ins- Campbell was just sitting there. He was sitting there going, Zoned maybe out. I should take up league. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look at my frame. It's, I'm it's, built for it. It's not, it's not too late. No. Yeah. My career. I'm, I'm sorry, boys. I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the rest of the podcast on a treadmill, boys. <laughs> I'm, uh, cheeky 2K. Cheeky 2K. Not up for three. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, continue. Sports. Anyway, yeah. All right. You finished, mate? Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. So, this this prize money is used as, a, as an incentive so that the good quality players compete in this Nines competition. Because you haven't... We, the Auckland Nines, you saw decent players, but, God, even Freddie Fittler was playing in the... It was more <laughs> mate, the whole the whole thing. It was a preseason event for stars. Yeah, exactly. So teams didn't really want to risk their top players mm. when they weren't getting anything in return. Mm. But yeah, as you mentioned, Freddie, he shows that it was more of a gimmick yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Because they had the nines, and then all the clubs had three preseason matches, just like every other year. Yeah. So Campbell, it was just like the glorious AFLX that I'm sure oh, you yeah. love AFL to bring back. <laughs> Nothing better than playing AFL on a rectangle. Yeah. With bonus points from distance. Oh, jeez, don't it, remind it just, me. It just doesn't get better. So, yeah, let's... I, I don't think this will be enough for teams to want to send their top players, though. Um, Although, the one thing I did like about the AFLX is seeing different players play with each other. I thought that was really cool. Um, like the, dra- the draft system. I like that. But mm, Rugby yeah. League hasn't adopted that. Rugby League, it's, it's the 16 clubs and the four NRLW sides who are participating. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty standard and pretty similar to what it, you see every you look, know, during the season. It's, exactly. it's a good way to show off um, some young talent as well. That's um, what the nines and a lot of the preseason stuff is there for. Um, Tommy so Gilbert? It's not all oh, yeah, that we... bad. Yeah, we could see Tommy Gilbert. I don't know if he's built for nines. Um, we, I'm sure he'd give it a go. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure he would. Uh, but mo- <laughs> most uh, forwards aren't you know, the best yeah. nines players. That's that's the thing though, mate. Like, you know, young players aren't going to put bums on seats. That's mm. you know another yeah, that's reality the, that's of this. Thing, yeah. So, the NRL think, sweet Perth, untapped market. They loved Origin last year. You beauty. It's not going to necessarily be the same with the Knights. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But did we think the standard of play was more inciting, exciting, sorry, and engaging as a spectator? Was it more Compe- fun to watch Nines the than game? regular? No. I don't think so. You don't well, think that's, so. that's just because I've been brought up on, you know, the normal game. League, true, true blue, mate. But it's, if you look, ain't got 13 it, men on the pitch. They do it with a lot uh, of other sports. Men. It's a real game. Do you want to let it's me finish? Game. <laughs> God, game. Keyword, keyword in that, mate. Glad you picked it up. Yeah. Gus, you, did you get it? Yeah. You, you can't play yeah, with a team game. of centres. <laughs> We've had this debate a lot of times. Yeah. So many times. God. You could win with a team of centers. Now I've mate. actually forgotten what I was going to say. That's my theory. That's my theory. You could yeah. win with a team of centers. But anyway, that's for another day. Yeah, you um, should be I a actually... coach, mate. You should be a coach. Why aren't you I coaching? Think I could. Mate. <laughs> Is there any vacancies? Every, other... every coach in the NRL goes, we'll run it up the middle for four, then use our backs on five and kick on six. Maybe... Use with, you know, sideline to sideline. 
There's maybe no tactics. Maybe you should. No uh, maybe it'd fit well into the uh, Gold Coast Titans coaching staff. Ooh. Well, they could do worse than me, mate, and they have. So <laughs> there you go. Cop that. Anyway, right, we'll, we'll move on. on to the uh, rugby league internationals. Uh, we've got the round one uh, beginning Friday. Uh, junior Kangaroos taking on France. So this, this France. I want to France. Le bleu. I want to talk about. I want to talk about this junior kangaroo side. Um, it is absolutely very, brimming with talent. They're not very junior though. Well, it's it's up to um a it's between age twenty to twenty three. That's junior. That's, that's like not that's that junior. Ju- junior to me though, and what junior used to be was twenty and younger. Yeah. So it used to be the pl- the players who were playing the Holden Cup as it was Gauti. They used to kick off yeah. the junior kangaroos and play against their NRL or Holden Cup opponents in the yeah. black jersey. But now it's yeah, you'll mention the players, but it seems a bit of a too much of a pathway or something. It seems a bit weird. Yeah, look, yeah, these guys aren't young. They're then, I mean, they're not. They are young. No but need. They're not as young as they yeah. pro- maybe should be for the competition. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of talent in the side. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback. Um, the Churchy boys, a uh, bit of a Churchy reunion. Bit of Caelan. Um, Caelan Ponga and Brody Croft in the halves together mm-hmm. in that uh, Australian side. Um, yeah, they'll be playing for Brisbane together in about five years, so don't Ooh. worry. Ooh. Bold prediction there. Very the bold. We've got five uh, members. The Roosters will try and get them. Mate, the Roosters are trying well, to sign everyone in the NRL. The Roosters, when That's someone bad. finally finds out about their um, salary cap situation, they'll be deducted points yeah. for the next six years. Have you seen so Ozark? Be, uh, you know, sorry, what was that? Have you seen Ozark? No, I haven't. Is it good? Uh, yeah, it's rating? about money laundering. It's just about, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a Sydney Roosters biography, basically. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Narcos? <laughs> That's the NRL documentary. <laughs> Narcos. Narcos. Anyway. Have you seen Wayne's World? <laughs> no relation, just a great movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, funny guy, Finn. All right, mate. Also, also in this junior Chief. kangaroo side is five members of the 2019 Grand Final. Um, uh, grand Final. So we've got Corey Horsburgh. Um, Angus Crichton, Victor Radley, Nat Butcher, and Emre Gula. So plenty of Roosters and Raiders representatives there. But, um, mate, let's we can talk about the juniors, or we can talk about the big boys. Yeah, we big boys. Look, I think Benji. that junior. I think that junior side could beat most of the. Uh, they could. could. Why don't they do that? I think you know international rugby league. I think it's a bit of a shambles. It's very That's, boring. It is. They can do Coming a lot from worse. from an AFL fan who has no internationals. There are internationals. Yes. There's a World Cup every four years held at the MCG. Congratulations to Papua New Guinea, who are the reigning champions. And uh, America and New Zealand, who both have amateur domestic competitions. Jeez, you have no life, dude. <laughs> I've been alone for so long. <laughs> You're enjoying Japan, hey? <laughs> oh are we God. ready to move on? Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, Benji will be taking part um, in the test match against Australia. So, Australia Skipper. versus New Zealand on Friday. Um, Mate, that's insane. I, just, I don't I don't understand because teams were talking about, uh, well, the NRL talking about he needs to retire. And now he's yeah. captaining yeah. the best team in International Rugby League. Well, so they're, going back to, they're going back to best team. 2010 days, aren't they? Well, they before are. That, yeah. 2008. It reminds yeah, me of 2008. Won us the World Cup. Exactly. Won the Four Nations in 2010. Maybe, so. maybe they were like, we should go back to that model and try and replicate. I don't know. Reminds me of collecting, you know, the little footy cards. Yeah. Tarzos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, now, yeah I, I remember to, those. I used to love them. Me I got too. All the sticker went, book? The book? I have three I have books. I have three yeah. of the books. Yeah. 
They're the best. Um, and yeah, I was down in Sydney once, and I saw like, um, what are they called? Those army necklaces. What are they called? I oh, dog chain. Dog, dog chains. Yeah, dog they were dog chains carts. Yeah. Oh, oh, whatever they called. Yeah. They yeah. and that that for a for a ten year old that was a uh, ten year old must get. Ten year old Finn. So, I once met um, David Campisi in Sydney once. Oh. Could you get Could you get him on or? Uh, maybe get Campo on. Goosey. Get Campo on. Goosey. Goosey. And um, of course, the last game of the first round is Tonga versus Great Britain. We'll see that Tongan forward pack against the Burgess boys or the Burgess however many boys. play. Um, so that should be uh, a great encounter um, forwards wise because Tonga have some of the best forwards in the game. I'm gonna bump. I'm just gonna button quickly again. Do you want to be educated on the? Uh, AFL, the Australian Football International Cup or not? Like, no, we're good. It's fine. Okay, okay, that's well, cool. Like, seeing as I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, inaugural season, two thousand and two. You know <laughs> exactly. exactly. Papua New Guinea, three titles. You know, it's, powerhouse, it's... powerhouse. Jeez. When is it, when's like the next that. one? When's the next one? Uh, I think the next one is twenty twenty one. So uh, you can, yeah, twenty twenty one. Let's so, head out, boys. Exciting field trip. Quick, yeah, road trip to road road trip to the G to could the be G. could be on the cards. I could be a member of that stage. Who knows? Yeah, mate. Okay. Melbourne. How long have you been on the waiting list for? Since I was born, nineteen, yeah. nearly twenty years. There you go. Ideal. Anyway, guys, we can talk about the AFL World Cup all day. <laughs> could we? Or, I think we're going to start up a new there, podcast much, where we just talk about that. Is there much content oh, yeah. on the AFL World Cup? There will There's be. Not, <laughs> mate. It's an untapped market. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we could talk. We could talk about this all day, boys. Or we could uh, talk about Finn and Japan. We can. So. Let's roll it. Finn. F I N N. Finn. Finn. F I N N. Finn. Finn. And we're back. It's just the best tune ever. Are we going to get nominated for an aria potentially? Oh, I hope so. I would. It's on the cards. It's it is. On the cards. Put a lot it of is. work into that. A whole like, like five to ten minutes. Look, we had to organise saying F then <laughs> I then N then N. That, that probably took the longest part. We like so you you say F, I what? say N. Is that how you spell Finn? I mean, just two N's, so it works well. Does so he have an E on there? Guys, I don't. Fine. I don't want to get. Fine. I don't get fine. Of, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. But when we win our aria. Yeah. Um, we. Who collects the award? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, you guys made it, but it's about me, so I think I should be the Do you feature on the track? <laughs> do you feature on the track? I don't think so, mate. I, well, it's it's about me using my likeness. So unless you well, want to have a legal source? battle, mate, I could do. Mm. If you're not going to let me win my well, aria. We're going to well, go that's... set up a uh, Izzy Falau GoFundMe for this. So uh... <laughs> That's how much friendship means to you, Finn. Friendship? We're talking about Arias, mate. You're, you're <laughs> willing to... There's you're no friendship in the Aria game, You're willing mate. to sue us for a fake Aria. <laughs> An Aria that doesn't be, exist. It's kill or be killed in the Aria, Aria game. It certainly so is. Anyway, mate, it's I'll, survival. I'll, I was more thinking about Eurovision if we go into Eurovision. Hate Mel Hikey. Can we swing then, on those big things? <laughs> and then we end up hosting Eurovision in Albion. I think we're next for the bachelor well, host Albion. in Albion. Albion. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Put down to Greg Chapel. <laughs> Greg Chapel Cricketer. That's what the people want to see. They exactly. want to see be on the sidelines at Eurovision. So exactly. Let's make it happen. Also, why are Australia anyway, in Eurovision? Like, not even Europe. So odd. Anyway, how is Japan, my friend? 
Mate, Japan's pretty good. It's been a pretty, pretty big week. Uh, quarterfinal football. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, disappointing if you're an Australian, though. And uh, I guess you guys have used the word embarrassing before, but, man, I just can't get over that performance. Embarrassing England is an didn't understatement. Play... They didn't play particularly well, and Still no one's talking about on. that. Jesus. Yeah, that... but I think I think Australia they handed England about fourteen to twenty-one points, as you said earlier, mm. Gussie, off errors. So yeah. there were two interceptions, and there were some other errors at the breakdown, which led to those tries. Yeah. Mm. So you take that, you take those away. Um, it's nineteen sixteen, and you know it's game one, and then Australia had a try disallowed pretty much on the siren. What so... do you think about that as well? That try. Uh, the one on the siren? The the one disallowed. Yeah, I think it was a forward pass, wasn't it? I think that's what yeah. it's called back for. Mm. Yeah, it was a fair call. Yeah, fair yeah. call. But, but, um, yeah, you go, Campbell. You got your hand up. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet me, meet me, meet me. Uh, was this... Johnson. Yes, uh, thank you. Um, was this <laughs> Australia one of Australia's worst ever performances, yes. would you say? Yeah, by far. Um, I think the issue with Australia at this World Cup, though, and I'm sure you guys will agree, is... They didn't have a Harbs combination picked from day one. No. In fact, six months ago, Leo Leofano wasn't necessarily in everyone's World Cup squads. No. Nope. So he's come from pretty much every, you know nowhere mm. to sometimes starting, sometimes not being in the twenty-three. Yeah. It's just been it's been a bit of a shambles, fellas. So um, yeah. it's not a surprise they didn't make it out. But you know they've got to be better in France in twenty twenty three. It, it looked like it looked like we were uh, underprepared. Yeah, it looked like we weren't ready for a World Cup, and we didn't have what it took to get honestly, any further. Honestly, it looked like Checo was being lazy with A's selection and B. He, he just doesn't ah. And the way he carried on after he was blaming the refs for everything. Yeah, and he wasn't looking at the squad, going, "Okay, what are the actual issues we have here?" But he also deflected the blame. To the board as well, yeah. and, and selections. Look, and that, I that's thought a... that's really low to do that. You've got to take some responsibility for the way the teams performed. You can't just say, "Oh, I have no one to pick from." Like, look, Mate, there are some you've got to work issue. with what you got. Some massive issues there, though. Uh, you got the vicar of Di- vicar of Dibley, uh, Raylene Castle. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, the vicar. Of... You know the um, vicar of Dibley's dead. <laughs> Jesus, what are we doing? Anyway, Raylene Castle, the ARU chairwoman, uh, there was a bit of a uh, argument between her and Checker a few weeks ago. Um, I think it was before or just after the Australia-Wales match, mm-hmm. to the point where I think Castle was brought pretty much to tears. So, she was. Yeah, so it's, it's unrest. And teams, look, you've got a rugby team, and obviously they're important to winning matches, but it's an organisation. That's what it takes to win a World Cup, and... Mate, when there's so much, you know, when there's a lack of trust like that, man, it doesn't surprise me that Australia yeah. have been this disappointing. Yeah. But like I said, uh, preparation for 2023 starts, you know, well, it started, you know, at the full-time siren against England. Yeah. Uh, Checker, check he deflected questions, rightly so, about uh, what his future was, but then the next day resigned. You know, now it's searching for a new coach and starting to identify some players who might be in the conversation for 2023, like... Harry Hawkins, uh, uh, Harry Wilson, Fraser yeah. Bright, friend of the, friend of the podcast. Mm, um, indeed. Patea is uh, obviously going to be playing. Patea, uh, Byron Ralston uh, plays for the Western yeah. Force. I used to yeah. play with him. Did I make him a better player? I'm just saying, I used to play with him. I used to play with Zach Steer. Get, yeah, I don't get that. They're, bo- what they're both professionals. What, so. are, what went wrong with you is the problem. Yeah. Uh, I'm five foot seven. There you go. Is that enough? How, how well, tall I mean, is Zach, Zach Steer wasn't very tall. 
Like he's no. five five eleven as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, I think yeah. How's I don't it? know. I don't. I don't have his height measurements in front of me. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Poor form. As yeah, if you no, don't have it written on the shame. wall. You don't have it written on the wall where you have your height and then you have Zach's height with a pencil. Yeah, I actually like email into all the places I'm staying at and especially ask that they'll have that ready for me when I walk in. But well, no. Wow, so how so big is your <laughs> Huge, mate. Huge. <laughs> do we do we want to talk about the second game on the Saturday, which was New Zealand and Ireland? One one quickly. Ireland. I want to talk about Finn's height because this is this is great. How many centimet? How tall are you in meters? Centimeters. Um, tell me the truth, or am I lying? Because if we're lying, <laughs> you know, measures I'm themselves. About, yeah, no, I'm minute. pushing. I'm pushing one eighty, but if I'm being realistic, I'm one seventy four. Fafter Clerk is 172. What is your excuse? Um, I'm balding. I don't know. I don't <laughs> he's know. not balding, so far from he's it. Not, he's he's he, got he's that like, on you. He has luscious locks, mate. I'm very envious. He yeah. certainly envious. does. He certainly does. Anyway, um, yeah, continue. Yeah, continue on to this it, New Zealand-Ireland game as well. I'll talk about game two for as long as you want. How long no, have you got? No, thanks. Well, like three minutes? Two minutes? Okay. Go. All right. Go. Okay. No, mate. Ireland came to this tournament ranked as world number one for the first time ever. But they do what Ireland do. They peak too soon. I, they, He's joking! Choke. Um, Girls, where's no, my choker? Uh, <laughs> Brian O'Driscoll. I want to get into uh, Fridays. Okay. Continue. Where is my diamond encrusted choker? Go. That's funny. Keep saying the same joke, Gussie, but alter it slightly to continue. Is this the joke. more exaggeration from uh, no. the big man Finn? Sarcasm. That's the word. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold hold from, this. Hold this, L, please. Okay, Brian continue. Shut up. Brian O'Driscoll, as you guys know, Ireland Hall of Famer, great rugby player. He he said last year in an interview that Ireland's issue will be that they peaked too too soon. And that's, you know, that's that's what's happened. They yeah. peaked too early. They you know, showed their hands. And made, they mm. didn't get close to New Zealand. And it's... I'm biased, and I can easily say New Zealand looked like head and shoulders, you know, better than anyone else in this competition. If you go, you know, on that performance alone, was that was that a sponsored shout out there? A what? Head and shoulders <laughs> sponsored shout out? Because <laughs> you're bald. Be <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, now you're just being okay. mean. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna keep going before I start crying. Technically, you don't need yeah. it if you're bald because it's like shampoo in your hair. Yeah, you don't, but I was trying to save you the embarrassment, Jack Pack. Anyway, oh. Island. Island. Boys, one, two, one, two. This is what we're one, two, all Jack. about. <laughs> Continue. Um, Island, Island looks so disappointing, though, and I'm not sure if you guys watched it, but they couldn't catch a cold. Um, yeah. Well, it was yeah, over by half-time, wasn't that. it? Yeah. It was over by half-time. It was 22 nil at the half. Um, Australia, uh, New Zealand took the foot off the gas and let some late tries in, so... Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's a mouth-watering clash in Yokohama on Saturday mm. in New Zealand. For sure. Uh, some have been saying, you know, winner has to, be favorites thing, yeah. has to be favourites to do that. So I guess yeah, we'll see. I'd say so. Other side of the draw. Guys, did you see that red card? The French red card? <laughs> yeah. France, Wales. Yeah, try it. Elbow. Campbell. Elbow. Campbell. Mm. So what I want you to the do battering is stand right, sit right up close next to Gussie. Clock no. your arm. I don't want it. And then just straight into his, straight ah, into his jaw. No. Stop. Straight into his jaw. <laughs> no, that sounds weird. That's a HR ah. complaint waiting to happen. 
That's hate. That's hate. We don't have. We have HR. I'm HR. We can't. Um, Literally. Sebastian. Medicare. Do you have? uh, Yeah. Continue. 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 (laughs) No, guys. That just that red card. Yeah. Absolute stupidity. I can't get my head around it. Uh, France were up by nine points at the time. Had an attacking ball about seven meters out from the try line. If they score there, they probably would have won the game. Yeah. And he decides to elbow UFC someone, uh, Aaron Wainwright. RKO him out of nowhere. Mate, it's a stupidity. Um, He apologised to his teammates as he walked off, but so what? What does that mean? And since he's 28 years old, but he's retired from international rugby. So to me, me, that's a player who apologised to his teammates, but they didn't accept it. And I can't blame them. Uh, You're playing in a World Cup. You're leading. You can't have a brain snap. It's... Silly. Yeah. Very, very silly. Very close game. Very thrilling, though. Um, yeah. Mate, it was went thrilling, down to the wire. Look, France, oh. they still should have won it. France, they had a attacking scrum five metres out from the Welsh try line. If it were me, I would have dropped it. Yeah. Eight points clear yeah. with five minutes to go. I mean, risky. That would have won the game. Yeah. But instead, they were, as France as France do, they decided, now let's play for seven. So, um, yeah. silly mm. stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah what congratulations a... to the Welsh. What about the last... Semi-final. This was a great game. The Blossoms. The scoreline doesn't really reflect how good of a game yeah. it was, but that first half was so close, so tight. Mm. It was only one try in the game. It's uh, 5-3 at half-time, I think. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, um, the fairy tale comes to an end, though. Campbell. Oh, no. Would, well, mixed, I was conflicted mixed, during this game. Mixed feelings, mate, no doubt. Very mixed feelings, because obviously as a narrative and a story, I like Japan. Their play style was fantastic as well. Oh, look, you'd, as, you'd have to be happy with the way Japan performed a, in this World yeah, Cup. It's, the, as a journalist... Camel? Yeah, as a journalist, I just wanted the story. Mm. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, what I said before is Japan, it doesn't matter. They're happy if they win. They're happy if they lose. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. No, it, it's an achievement regardless. Actually, I think there was the day after. There were reports that sent. Again, these are just reports at the time of recording. There's no confirmation with this, but Sansa are apparently meeting in Tokyo. Now, that's the representatives of South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, and Argentina. So basically, the guys who run the rugby championship, yeah, they're one ooh, board together. Potentially add something uh, in. They, they met and they were apparently discussing bringing Japan into the rugby championship. Ooh. But on top of that, the Sunwolves, uh, after 2020, were going to get cut from Super Rugby. Yes, I did. Again, the reports of this meeting was that they were going to rediscuss that and oh. discuss keeping them in the competition. So Good. These are all good things. It, look, it can't be one or the other for Japan. Yeah. Um, if they want to succeed, they need to be they in the championship. But they also yeah. need a t- the Sunwolves to stick around, so we'll see. They certainly do. And is that the blueprint for those smaller nations going forward? Um, I think Japan would be quite lucky, almost. Um, teams like Uruguay, I don't know if they could get a run in Super Rugby mm. other than a couple of players. So it's about it's about having the money, having the backing. Yeah. And that's something Japan had, um, something they have, and something that other teams like Georgia... It's their national sport, but they just don't have the money. Yeah. Well, let's to... not forget it was a home World Cup. You're obviously yeah. going to perform better than... Yeah. Do you think yes that played no, much mate. into it, though? Yeah. Huge. I don't What'd know. What did you say, Campbell? Do you think that it was a ho- the fact that it was a home World Cup played into their success as much as their coaching? I think it did, but I think credit where credit's due. Jamie Joseph did a fantastic job with the Cherry Blossoms. Is he one I think of the... We've spoken... Sorry, go. Sorry. We've spoken about it the last few weeks about how we... the Sunwolves A. Yes. And being the Japanese team, that's a masterstroke. It's something New Zealand, Australia, the T1 teams can't afford to do. They can't. They really but can't. It was a brilliant move. 
and the fact you're right, Gussie, Home World Cup that comes into it. But mate, they they almost played the you know the crowd didn't matter when yeah. they played Ireland and Scotland. They dominated. Yeah. yeah. Is they dominated? Is Jamie Joseph potentially one of the best coaches in the world? I think. Look, at the end of the year, the World Rugby Awards night. Um, I think player of the year it. for me. Player of the year for me is going to go to Bowden Barrett. That's an yep. early tip. But um, your coach of the year, Jamie Joseph, mm-hmm. I think, should go to him. But that being said, depends on who wins this tournament. Yep. So if New Zealand's win, it might not be enough for Steve Hansen to win it. Yep. That being said, if they smash their way and just absolutely dominate these next two games, uh, he'll win it. Yep. Same thing with like you know Wales, Warren Gatlin. If they win it, he might get it. Because yeah. Wales have never done it before. But yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, well, this he's, defi- he's, de- he's definitely in the conversation, well, mate. So. This is what annoys me about Michael Checker so much. Look at the selection pool that Australia has. In comparison, how yeah. are we so terrible in comparison yeah. to Japan? Yes, their coaching's great. Yes, they've got it. They stick together, but our population is well, rugby population is yeah. much higher. Everything yeah. with the resources well, this, we put into th- it will be higher. This too. Australian side would not have beaten Japan. I don't think so either. No. I don't think so. Um, I don't think they would have been close. Look, I think they would. I think they would have only because Japan play like New Zealand. Yes. You know they play a very Southern Hemisphere style of play, mm-hmm. but necessar- not necessarily with the depth that New Zealand have. Just, yeah. But Australia and as South Africa showed last week, they're ready for that type of rugby. Yeah. Um, and if you play it against a team who are ready for it, just like South Africa did, you know, you can have a rough day out. So, mm. I don't think Australia would have beaten them. Uh, I think Australia would have beaten them, but in a few years we might be having a different conversation. But I think yep. something we've also got to consider is schoolboy talent. Yeah. So players coming out of you know GPS schools, going, going to over. league, mm-hmm. you know, going to league, going to AFL even. There's a bit of that. Yeah. Um, or even players like I don't know Valentine Holmes. Yeah. You know, going to play. You know, he, he's gone to the NFL. But he, he's that. coming that's back. Coming, he's potentially coming back. Is that confirmed think, yeah, or is yeah. it? No, yeah, that's I not think, confirmed. I don't think it's confirmed. I, th- there, I think it's there, literally. Just about no, to be confirmed in the next. There, so there it's not confirmed yet. I, I think he got on so, a plane back though. It's I think a he's yes having or talks. No. No, he's um, got on a plane back to. So he's in talks to go back to talks. the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, go to the it's, Cowboys. They've considered. A, they've tabled a one million dollar offer for four years, so four million dollars, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I might not be exactly but, right with that, but I. I forgot who posted about it. But someone posted on Instagram saying Valentine. I think it was the Daily confirmed. Telegraph. Someone like that. Yeah. Saying. Valentine Holmes is apparently meeting with the North Queensland Cowboys in New York tonight. Yeah, I was in the office at work and a popular sports, Brisbane sports journalist that you guys know um, on Triple M was saying that it was pretty much done as well. But look, that being said, look, Valentine Holmes, he commented on that Instagram post saying, "Don't know what this is about, I'm going to the game tonight. Of course, referring to the New York Jets against the mighty, formidable oh, New, how, New England Patriots. And how well did that go for the Jets? He probably left at halftime, so he had time to make that meeting. So. Probably. Mate, seeing ghosts. Exactly. Seeing ghosts. Seeing ghosts. Exactly. No, but it's a, boys, we've got great rugby coming ahead. Uh, Wales, do. South Africa. I think we've been very lucky, unlike mm-hmm. World Cups previous, that the best four teams are in the semifinals. Yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, I think New Zealand, England mm. are the top two, clearly. Mm. Then you got yeah. then you got South Africa. Then Wales. And then you've got, and then you've got a bit of daylight. And then you've got Wales. Yeah, so yeah for sure. S- well, still all, the best four teams in the world. All so. of our tips are still in this competition. So Campbell went with South Africa. Yes. You went with the Kiwis. And I went with England. Mm-hmm. So me or Finn, one of us is going to get it wrong. Yeah. Finn or I. Whatever, yeah. mate. Um, one of us, 
is going to get it yeah. wrong. However, I do, th- it wrong. I do think you were right. I do think England are probably the second best team in this. Yeah, in well, this one, um, you were right. You were better. You were right about that. But um, I do want to say this too. Two years ago, when World Rugby drew the pools, I went through the pool stages, and two years ago, I said this would be the final four, and I said New Zealand Wales final. So I'm going to stick by that. You're but the again, oracle, aren't you? I'm Nostradamus. I've said it before, mate, and it's. It's a blessing, not a curse, but you know, it's what well, you do with it. Exactly. We'll see we'll see what happens on Saturday. That's and Sunday. And Sunday. That's it for Finn in Japan. Yes. We will we'll move come on, on to... come on to the shores. Oh, come on to the shores. Yeah. We've got well, NRC. We've only, we've only got one more of those. So We do. Yeah. I mean it's you know, sad we've, times. We've got, next week it's gotta be a big one. You yeah. know, we've got to look it up there, right? Really go out like firing. Yeah. A few tears from Gussie maybe, but um yep. let's just let's so, go let's Let's right. finish it off with a smile on our faces. Indeed. We got the NRC. We had the semi-finals this weekend. Two fantastic games, really close games. We had Canberra play the Fiji and Dura, who somehow got there after beating Queensland Country last yeah. minute. Um, and then we also had, what was the other game? West, Western Force Western versus Force Brisbane, Brisbane City. City yeah. Great game on mm. both points. Oh, two the unbelievable Force. games. Two Look, unbelievable games of rugby. Canberra beat Fiji by one. And the force beat City by four. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's exactly what you want from a competition. Yeah, two high especially, scoring games too. Yeah, especially as you said, Campbell, Fiji very lucky to be in the finals after beating Queensland Country. Mm-hmm. So if Queensland Country held Fiji out in that, you know, the final few minutes in that game, mm. you Who know, knows? you couldn't say you couldn't say Queensland Country wouldn't have done something very, very similar. Yeah, against well, uh, the Vikings. So. I said I said last week that this will be one on defence. Maybe it's going to be one on attack. Why is that? I I reckon whoever scores the most points in this is like I know this well, yeah, is an obvious obviously. statement, obvious statement, but hey Finn, whoever scores on. the most points, it wins in this sport. I just it's think a, it it's not going to be. It's another it's, beyond the sidelines. Hot it's take. not. There you go. It's not going to be. I said it was obvious. It, <laughs> Sorry, it's continue, not going to be a low-scoring game. No. After after what we've seen so far this year, I think Western Force are so the highest-scoring team in the comp. Yeah, and so Gussie, wait, well, wait. If there are a lot of points scored, it's not going to be a high-scoring game. That's what you're saying. What? I said, what you're saying. A, I said there's going to be a lot of points scored and it's going to be a high-scoring game. Mm. So a lot of points What's... scored and it won't, it won't be a low-scoring game. <laughs> Mate, are you on saying. crack? Continue before we get in trouble. Gosh, jeez. Okay, anyway. Well, it is the Western Force against the Canberra Vikings. What are we tipping for this one, boys? It's got to be Force. Yeah. It's got to be the Force for me. I'm going to go Canberra. Yeah, like to be a renegade, do you? Just because he's not playing, he's not in the 23, I think he's injured. But Darcy Swain, former BBC old boy, fellow old boy, I might add. Um, he's the captain of Canberra, so it'd be cool to see him lift the shield at, after the match. But I think, man, the force have been good, eh? Yeah, been very, um, good. very, very good. I'm going to go for the force as well. They have been good um, all competitions. Well, you You're not supporting your hometown. You? Canberra, no. No. So, You're a really unloyal bloke. Look, they they can be my uh, moral. No, you know if they win, I'll be. I won't be disappointed. It's been a good. Uh, so, it's been a good rugby month for the old r- month or two for Canberra. for Canberra. It has. Well, the Brumbies were mm-hmm. the best performing Australian Super Rugby side. You've got Canberra who made it to the grand final in the, the NRL, milk. and you've got the Canberra twos. Vikings. The twos for the. Um, yeah, the Canberra Jersey flag side also made it to the grand grand final. I mean, they've, Jesus, they've t- had some tough grand final losses. I'll tell you what, Gussie, you should, mo- you should move back. Yeah, jump on the uh, Canberra bandwagon. Mm. Up the milk. Stay there for a while. <laughs> mm. It's a terrible place to I live. I like it. My mate lives there. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, there's a reason why all the Englishmen have moved over to Canberra because yeah, it's okay. like it's cold. Yeah, it, well, it's cold, but like, I mean, they're rain. used to, they're used to bad weather. So this is true. Don't need rain dancers down there. No. Yeah, exactly. This is true. This is true. Are we moving on? Yep, we're going on to Bulls Masters cricket now, boys. Let's Love do the it. cricks. Right. So we've had a bit of rain recently in Brisbane, boys. Um, good news for most people, but not for lovers of cricket. Um, it's been a few washouts. I don't know what you boys are doing off camera, but it's really disturbing. Um, lots of... <laughs> <laughs> that was way... That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. We in my like life. to distract Kelsey while he's reading. <laughs> so we go. Right. I, I no, 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 no. What, what, what were you going to say? Exactly what I just said. I think it worked. <laughs> yeah, you've distracted me. Go. I can't get it out of my head. It was horrible. <laughs> you scarred. Right. Toomble defeated Ipswich Logan. And it, it was a day for the bowlers in this one um, with four wickets to Harrison Wood from the Hornets side. Toomble. All out for 141, defeated by Ipswich Logan, 5 for 143. Um, UQ defeated by Gold Coast. Uh, the baby bash brother, Max Bryant, scored a quick fire, 71 of 45 balls. Good on him. Including nine fours and four sixes. And I assume those sixes were ginormous because that kid can pretty much hit him out of the gabba. Um, Michael Phillipson's 86 not out was not quite good enough for UQ in this game. They went down... 10 for 249, beaten by Gold Coast, 7 for 268. We'll go on to the Sheffield Shield now. New Up South the Shield. Yeah, yeah. Up <laughs> the Shield. <laughs> right. New South Wales. No. Smudge, mate. Smudge. 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 Just talk about Smudge. Is that, oh. is that all we're going to talk about? The Smudge right. Shield. Okay. Steve Smith it's scored what, another 100. It's what the people want, Gussie. Yeah, he scored another ton. He's been brilliant this year. This purple patch has just continued for, like, how long? Like, five years? Yeah, he's been probably the best player in the world, apart from his gap year. Probably, talk. definitely. His, his little gap year. His little gap his year in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A little bit of time off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Stark was also back to his wicket-taking form. He took 10 wickets in the match. First innings, 5 for 40 and 5 for 20 in the second. So he's back, um, knocking some stumps out. Queensland got a win over South Australia by four wickets. Uh, Manus Labashagni, I'm going to say it like that. Campbell, Don't you know dare you say it. I will murder you. Uh, of course, uh, South African. <laughs> Manus Labashagni. <laughs> okay, okay, can I just say this? Finn is actually going to the toilet on camera. He's, he's, he's come out. He's come out. <laughs> they're, anyway. trying, they're trying to put me off. Anyway, continue. Marcus. Um, Manus. So, sorry. Manus. Labashagni Labashane with the bat and Michael Neeser with the ball were outstanding for Queensland. They defeated, of course, South Australia by four wickets. Western Australia, um, after a strong first innings, um, helped by Sean Marsh's 214 runs, um, helped WA to a mammoth first inning score and they defeated Victoria by nine wickets. The WBBL, it started and... Already, we've had plenty of games. I won't have time to cover all of them, but what you how need many to ga- know... How many, how many games, Gussie? Well, there has been... I can't count. Um, <laughs> at Two, least, yeah. like, 20. He was Look, never very good at maths. No. So I, did, I, did, I, I did, like, the one above Prevok. What's that? 
Massey. Massey, me Masse. too, mate. Me too. Yeah. Hey, up, yeah. up oh, top. Yeah. My hands are sweaty, oh, but there we so go. Sweaty. Right. There's, there's, an anyway, there's a reason I'm doing journalism, sir. Yeah. yeah <laughs> anyway. I did, I did it too. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Massey podcast. Yeah. Here we go. Hobart Hurricanes <laughs> are on top of the WBBL ladder um, with the Renegades and Heat following behind. Shout out to former Brisbane Heat player Josie Dooley um, mm. for the Renegades. She's uh, moved over and taken them up the ladder. So good on them. Yes. Well, that's it for Cricks this week. And that is correct. Next, that's stumped. Next on the that's stumped. next on the mats. Next on the Matt's Day podcast, who wants to speak about algebra? Not us. Not uh, us. Let's talk about I how know to what calculate per- the angle of a roof. What's the perimeter? How do you get into architecture? It's it. Do, you don't need a um maths to do it. What? It's maths. You just need uh, to know like ratios. I know what a ratio is. Like I'm not a it's ratio. pretty. Like, what's Anyway, we've got to move on. Let's talk about sports. Pi right. times... Th- anyway, so let's, let's go before you embarrass yourself. We've got football. He's not very, he's not very good at maths and he's not very good with words. Oi, so I got street yeah. smarts. I got street <laughs> smarts. <laughs> We're talking about football. Dumb people we say. had the FFA Cup final, boys. Uh, 4-0 to Adelaide uh, United. What about the strikers? How far did they get? Uh, semi-final, mate. You weren't there. Yeah. Uh, I was with uh, the biggest fan over here. Yeah. Turn in. Mr. Bandwagon. <laughs> I'm not a bandwagon, boys. You are. Does it must make you feel better knowing that um, Adelaide, the eventual champions, beat your boys. So your yeah. side lost to the eventual champions. Yeah, so Sydney. Really, if you didn't, if you didn't get drawn with Adelaide, mm. you, you could have been the runners-up. Exactly. Your your mighty Olympic FC. Mm. Who yeah, knows? Shame they didn't, you know, they probably would have won the final. As yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We saw an excellent first goal by. Um, Al Hassan Toure, which we'll talk about later. Um, but we've got Absolute the A League as well. We got the A League. It's been what two games? Some, is yeah, it week two. It's, it's been it's been two games, and the Phoenix are doing what the Phoenix do. Good to see them at the bottom of the pile. Um, who sure. would have thought the Western Sydney Wanderers would be doing as well as they're doing? They're running away, not running away with it, but they're certainly doing better than I thought they would. Mr. Yeah. Western Sydney over here. Okay, what can you like? You, you can't Westie? read. <laughs> you can't read too much <laughs> in the early season for. Into early season form, no way. Not you in can't. the A League. No, it's it's such a long season, and yeah, truth will be in the pudding in a few weeks. Yeah, so. well, well, the Sydney sides are going absolutely brilliantly right now. Berserk. And what the opposite can be said about the Melbourne teams, right? Well, um, Melbourne City got a win. Um, did they? But oh, the victory then. The victory. They, they drew. Yeah. They drew with Western United, which I'm liking so a little t- story going on. When's there. the When's the big blue? Big Blue. I don't know when Big, the Big Blue. Blue is. What the round are we Darby. talking? That's what we want to see. I have no idea. Did that was the last week's game at GMHBA? I oh, think it was. Sydney West yeah, Sydney oh, no. Wanderers Sydney FC's next week. Actually, no, the funny story about that. Um, did you guys hear about Perth and their mishap with Qantas? No. What happened? Um, Qantas lost Qantas lost their home kits, so Perth had to play <laughs> in their training jerseys. Oh God! <laughs> Look what shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> Oh my god! No, literally, wearing I'm wearing a Qantas, a Qantas shirt. shirt right now, not a sponsor. No, wish the Perth training jersey, obviously, mate. Yeah, it yeah. That, no, that, but um, that's just about as embarrassing as when the Raw lost their numbers on their shirts when they were yeah. playing in the Asian. How do, how do you league. lose your numbers? They came off. Yeah, they fell they off. Came, they came on with tape and started taping numbers. <laughs> yeah, and... that is embarrassing. They picked a bad no, glue, fellas. It's just peak A League. Yeah. There's no other way to say it. It's peak A League. Yeah. I, w- I really want to love this competition. In fact, I love that I hate yeah. it. I hate that I love it. That's the w- that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 Well, of course, I'll, I'll rattle through the results quickly. 
Western Sydney Wanderers defeated Melbourne Victory. That was a very surprising result. Oh, for sure. Um, we had Western United and Perth Glory drawing Central Coast Mariners. Again, I think Newcastle. that was that was the first game at yeah, GMHBA. I've but yeah, continue. Was. Yeah. Um, Central Coast Mariners and Newcastle Jets drawing. Melbourne City defeating Adelaide United 2-1. And Sydney FC defeating Finns Wellington Phoenix 2-1. Uh, the Phoenix yeah. look like uh, they're looking. They're looking like they want to spend. They did sign um. They signed Gary Hooper the other day. Yes, actually. they did. They did. He, he, he was so surprised by that. He used to play for Celtic and Norwich. And Norwich. Norwich, yeah. Just a, this is true, by the way. I remember playing FIFA 12, FIFA 13 on my mm-hmm. phone, playing career mode. Do Gary Hooper? And literally, I was I was coaching Liverpool, and I was looking at young players to sign, and yeah. I remember him. So I signed yeah. him as my main striker. What was his potential? Do you know? Can't remember, mate, like, but, uh, yeah, can't remember. Dude, but, Gary Hooper absolutely bangs him in. He is quality. He, he's a good He's striker. actually a good player. So it's a good pickup for the, um, They the got Phoenix. it from, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, didn't they? Or Sheffield? Yeah, I think One so. of the Sheffields. So. One it's, of them. It's just a shame that he's, uh, going to be playing alongside, you know, development players and stuff, because the Phoenix, aside from him, they're not overly professional. Yeah. Well, That's, they're all playing for Western United now, mate, so. Look, I don't think, I don't think he'll touch Jeez. much football. Yeah. You know how to hurt me, don't you, Campbell? Yeah, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no problem, mate. Anyway, boys, I thought we'd do something a little bit different just to round us off. We've got a kind of... While we're on A-League, we've got our kind of... Well, while we're on football, it's our kind of player to watch for... Well, who we've liked and who we think may be be doing a good job in the future. Who have you guys picked? Who have you picked, Gussie? I've got... I've gone for Panagiotis Kone. The Western United man. Yeah, I hope I pronounced that right. The Greek boy. Yeah, he's, he's... He's a great Greek footballer. He plays midfield for Western United. Um, he actually scored their first goal at their new stadium as well. Did he? Um, yeah, really dynamic midfield um, midfield player. He's played for quality European sides, including um, Athens, uh, Bologna, Udine- uh, Udinese, Fiorentina, and Granada. Just to name a few. That's he's getting a pretty good resume. Yeah. Exactly. Well, now he's adding Western United to oh, it. Legend. What, what an ending to that resume. Um, he was a member of the Greek national side as well that played in the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Um, and he bling, brings tons of experience to this Western United side. In their first season, they're going to need it. He certainly does. And so does Alessandro Diamante. He's probably been one of their best yes, players so yeah. far. But uh, who did you pick, Finn? I'm going last, mate. We You're going last. Oh, we did speak about this. Well, I'm mm. going for probably the story, other than the strikers, the story of the FFA Cup. Youngster, 19 years old. What month were you born in, Gussie? I was November. 2000? No, 99. Finn? January 2000. Same here. This guy's younger than us, boys. He's oh, born really? in May of 2000. His oh. name is Alhassan Torre, number Jeez. 35. Um, that makes you feel good. It really does. It makes you feel like you're doing Alessandro. a lot with your life. Um He's, really need to go for that run now. Yeah, he's Liber- of Liberian and Guinean descent. Um, he scored the first goal of this final in the Adelaide United game. So he plays for Adelaide United. Um, he scored five goals in five games in the FFA Cup. Mm. So mm. not wow. bad at all. Not a bad As a 19-year-old. That's pretty good. Very, very good. He was probably the story of the Cup. Um, he cried after during the game. Oh wow! So he got he got the first right. goal, which was a really good goal down the wing. Didn't think it was going to go in, but it did. Well, that Went shows on the near side of the that shows he's got the passion he, as well. Yeah, he also showed really good hold up play. He was playing as a striker. Yeah. Um, 
He played, showed really good hold-up play to then feed a th- ball through that led to it led, sorry, to a Ben O'Halloran goal. Um, he also won Player of the Match in that final, the Mark Viduka medal. Wow. Mark Viduka um, medal. as a 19-year-old, yes, that, that's pretty unbelievable. He certainly did. He scored his first goal in the twenty in the twenty um, fifth minute of that game. Climbed the stairs in a Liberian flag. Um, what else has he done? He this season in the A League, so to watch out for him. Um, he's played ninety five minutes over these first two games, or for mm-hmm. yeah, first two games I think they've played. Um, one start, so he probably started this second game. One goal. So, one goal in two games. 50% conversion rate as well off his shots. Um, was with his left foot and the one in the FFA Cup that I saw was with his right foot. So, he's pretty Can nifty with both feet. Um, he's really exciting and really cool to watch. He's one of those kind of teenage prodigies. See how he goes. Um, but I'll be interested to see how he goes. A one to watch in uh, Certainly. FIFA 20. Certainly. So Guys, that, it's, pretty refresh- it's pretty refreshing to see a player care that much too. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was yeah. crying. He was in tears. But, it was great to but, see. But, I guess use their emotion in a way that reflects positively. Yes. Um, you see it more in a negative sense where players start lashing out and getting red cards, but that's um that's great to see. It was. It was really emotional at the time. But anyway, who is your player? I think I have an idea. It's from oh, I don't Ga- think you do, mate. Is he from Gussie's favourite side? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's um, not. Okay. Dude, pray fa- tell. Fa- favourite side but, uh, post-bandwagon. No. Mm. Um, mate. Please. Please. No, guys. Um, Please. Because I actually, I was going to say Fraser Hills, mm. um, but then I thought against it. But I will talk about Fraser Hills just quickly. Yes. Michael Cockrell medal for 2019. That's the NPL player of the year in the FFA Cup. So mm. not NPL Queensland, NPL national. national. So that's a really, really impressive feat for him. Um, he's quite young too, but he was down there at Adelaide Oval, not Adelaide Oval, uh, in Adelaide yesterday. Yeah, for the FFA Cup, where he got presented with it. So, um, congratulations to yeah, him. Good on him. He also he also won Strikers Player of the Year. So, again, credit where credit's due. But no, well, he could be someone to look out for, and possibly yeah. an A League club might pick him up. I yeah. think you know the Mariners could do worse. Yeah, honest, for sure. There you go. He'll get his shot. But no, the player I'm going to go with, who I think can take that next step, or has at least shown promise throughout the FFA Cup campaign, Bon Scott. Bon Scott, no, nice, that, yes. That's that's why I, I wanted to go last. Completely that's forgot. Why I wanted to go last. That's why yeah, I wanted to go last. Nice. Because Our I boy. To make, that's why I wanted to make sure that you guys either, you know, don't love them as I thought you guys did. You know, maybe you're fake fans. <laughs> oh, or, how least, dare you? How dare you say that I'm a fake fan? How dare you? Go, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I'm his mother. No. How dare you? <laughs> Your moves are weak. <laughs> continue, <laughs> continue. We well, need not fam anymore. <laughs> okay, let's go to, back on track. Um, oh, bon Scott, no, bon, our bon saviour. Our saviour. Um, yeah, what can't he do? But what he does really, really well is uh, stand between the sticks and stop footballs from hitting the back of the net. So, I mean, Campbell, the highlight has to be that uh, performance against Wellington where he got mad of the match. Yep. Biggest game of their FFA Cup campaign. Certainly, I'd certainly. Say. He got a few um, out of the matches as well. Um, he did. He's but this really is, good. Again, I think the pick of the bunch. Like, that saving extra time. Uh, at the time, I was in mixed minds, uh, mm-hmm. wanting Wellington to score, but that was so clutch. He saved multiple oh, so penalties yeah, that he, game. He was, he was quality throughout the whole competition. He yeah. was, mate. Even, he, even when they were on the... Uh, on the back, on the back foot, they were down by a few goals. He was still pulling off quite unbelievable. It, that's saves. that's the thing about him. He's quite um, athletic and agile, and he makes those kind he of is. acrobatic saves that you're yeah. like, well, holy 
Yeah. How did you make that? Sometimes some of the easier goals go in, but a lot of the time that can be due to your defense and just those kind of things. It's often not an easy, not an easy goal, but the one that doesn't warrant a fantastic save. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, he was he was pulling off some saves from shots which were quite literally three or four meters in front of him. Yeah. Um, and he did it consistently. Yes. And I'd go as far to say, look, again, Fraser Hills, Player of the Year. Bon Scott won Players Player of the Year, and rightly so. I yeah. mean, if it weren't for him, they would not have gone as far as they did in the FFA Cup. I think he won Fans uh, Player of the Year too. Did he? He did too. He got he me did. won both of them. Mm. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> Ever in doubt? Did. No, of course not. Exactly. How many times did you vote? Uh, twice. Yeah. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> well, you were on there all day. You all day. I was like, maybe, maybe he'll come up. I bought a maybe bot. Maybe he'll come up the podcast. Do it yeah. constantly. <laughs> Um, I bought no, ten but, more Apple iPhone 11s. <laughs> and again, we can we can talk this bloke up, but I mean, quite seriously, think about what he's done. But work for him, they wouldn't have gone that far in the FFA Cup. If they didn't go that far in the FFA Cup, would they have got that backing from that Chinese company? Maybe not. Who knows? Seriously, I, I because say, I mean, I would say not. Otherwise, they're just another average MPL team. Because I mean, I think they came fourth or fifth. Yeah. In the MPL, exactly. so. That's not going to get you sponsorships. I want to see anyway. him in the A League. So bad. One day, so, mate. so bad. One day. One day. I mean, One day. Anyway, I think that's uh, I think that's stumps, boys. I think that's time. Oh. Um, that's that, stumps. I know, you said that you said that once, and now you can't stop saying it. I so. know because it works so well. It does. Anyway, guys, um, if you haven't followed us already, please give us a follow on Instagram. It's at underscore beyond the sidelines. Oh wait, is it underscore beyond the sidelines? Underscore beyond the sidelines. Beyond the sidelines. Underscore. underscore. Yeah. Underscore beyond the sidelines. Underscore for Instagram. He's got there it. We go. Yep. There we go. He's got it down pat. Uh, Facebook is just beyond the sidelines. Our uh, YouTube's also beyond the sidelines. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Basically, uh, we're on anything like YouTube, Facebook, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anyway, please give us ratings as well. We'd love that. Um, but yeah, let us know if you've enjoyed the episode. Let us know if there's anything you'd like to see, anyone you'd like to see. Um, but yeah, any hear. last words? Anyone they'd like to hear. What did I say? See? See. Yeah, hear. That's what a podcast yeah, you, is. You need to get Grammarly, mate. You need a We're not <laughs> sponsored by them. Stop doing ad reads. <laughs> anyway, any last words, boys? Check out Grammarly. Check out Grammarly. Michael yeah. does his work. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> cheers for listening.